0: Welcome to Grace Extended, a podcast from Grace Church of Ridgewood, where we equip the church by discussing how what we believe affects how we live. To find out more about Grace Church, go to gracechurchnj.net. Welcome back to the Grace Extended podcast. I'm Steve Palanin, a member at Grace Church in Ridgewood, New Jersey, and joining me is Senior Pastor Aaron Syvertson. Our guest today is Juan Garcia, a speaker, life coach, and pastor who has been featured on Fox News and TBN. He speaks on the importance of mental health and leadership development and is recognized by the world's most well-known pastors and athletes. How are you guys all doing today?
1: We're doing good, man. We're excited to have our first, uh, first guest here. This is, kind of, this is big time for us. We're moving right along.
0: I know. It only took us six episodes to yeah. realize that we could not do this alone. <laughs> we need more people nice. to talk on this thing it's true yeah so,
2: nice
0: and well i'm one, excited yeah we're really glad that you're here and even glad more glad that, that that you're here you were just telling us that you are in san francisco doing some work out that can i say that it's okay yeah there man
2: yeah <laughs> here yeah.
0: in san francisco and so now it's like long distance this is really cool so, yeah i don't think you. he's in the
1: cia i think he, we can we can know where yeah, he is, that's right okay, 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 okay yeah that's good yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either, just for the record. Um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, Juan, I think Juan, you know, I, I feel like, I, I don't know when it was we actually first met, but I remember you spoke at a men's event at Grace probably four to five years ago, and it was Jason Clare. You know, he was still member here before he relocated, head of Star of Hope, and you guys were kind of linked up uh, doing ministry there in Patterson. And from that time... I, I guess I was just on staff or maybe transitioning into the senior pastor role, but we, you know, have basically had you come back each year to preach at least once a year. Um, and, you know, our church has always just been so encouraged by your preaching. I always get a, um, a lot of great feedback and a uh, fun fact, Steve doesn't even know this, but you know, in, in our first five episodes of this podcast, Steve has referenced one sermon uh, at Grace Church and on, uh, it was not mine, okay, oh, and, um, it was okay. the one you preached here in December late last year on peace.
2: oh wow and,
1: um, <laughs> and he wasn't the only one who who really kind of talked about that and uh, was encouraged by that so That's yeah awesome. you're you're Thank you're you. definitely a um well loved and liked at grace church, and so it's great to have you on here
2: uh definitely, the feeling is mutual, and um I'm so privileged to be with you guys and excited to share. This is one of my favorite topics to talk about. And so um, let's, let's get it going.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, yeah our topic today is about uh, mental health and the church. And so uh, the first question we wanted to ask was, uh, it's kind of broad, so, you know, um, but how do we define emotional or mental health? And what place does like emotional mental health have in a community of faith? Um, so, because I, th- I think it's, I was thinking this because um, when we think about, when certain people think about mental health, it's just so, so broad and I feel like um, we could easily think that that means something you know, really serious that doesn't apply to us. Mm. Whereas um, I think you know, when we talk about um, emotional health or that's something that um, is really the same thing that we're talking about, um, but yeah. that uh, really does apply to everybody. So we're you know, thinking about that and what place does that have in the church?
2: Yeah. So <clears throat> I'm, a, I'm a believer in holistic ministry. Uh, I really believe that. Um, and even in scripture, the third letter that John writes, he opens up the greeting and he says, you know, a greetings to his friend Gaius. And he says, I hope that you uh, find yourself prosperous just like your soul prospers. And it's interesting that he uses those words because he's very intentional about saying there's, there's a, a correlation between physical health Mental emotional health and spiritual health hmm. emotional and mental health I believe are intertwined um, because uh, what we think about affects how we feel and how we feel affects our behavior
0: yeah. and
2: so all of these things matter for us to as a church to approach a, approach it in a holistic way so that uh, people can maximize uh, the benefits of you know, what a holistic ministry looks like. For example, when we apply scripture, it doesn't just apply to our spiritual man, even though we know that our man is is a fallen man outside of Christ. He's redeemed by Christ. uh, But the scripture also affects our emotional, our mental, and our uh, physical uh, well-being. So it's important to have a holistic approach, especially as uh, Christians, as believers.
0: That's really cool. So I think... um... And when you say holistic, um, you're talking about those three things: physical, emotional, and spiritual. Right. Um, and so, do you think that um, I, I kind of feel like in churches we're mostly concerned with the spiritual, obviously, and mm-hmm. then secondarily the physical. But um, how, how? What? What is you know? What is a way that someone can start to tap into the emotional? part of that.
2: So one of the things that I, I, spe- I specifically do with uh, some of the, the people that I meet with is an assessment. It's called emotional IQ. And basically with an emotional IQ assessment, you try to, you, you're wanting to find out with different aspects of my life and how things, uh, circumstances, situations around me occur, how do I respond to them? Uh, Because a lot of a lot of what happens in life, you know, 90, 90 percent of it scientifically proven is how we respond. Mm -hmm. Um, And right now with the current crisis that we're all facing, it's it's affecting so much because we feel like we have no control. Mm -hmm. And when we feel like we have no control, it affects our emotional well-being. And when it affects our emotional well-being. It affects our, our mental aspect. It affects physically. All of these things um, are, are connected. And that's why I think it's important to know what our emotional IQ is. And, you know, there's, there's tons of resources out there. Um, I know there's a pastor from New York uh, who's written a book about it. Um, excellent. He's written about leaders, about uh, is marriages. That, is that
0: um, the, uh, the Emotionally Healthy Spirituality yes. series?
2: That's great. Uh, Pete that he's a good yeah. friend. He, we'll he was a, a pastor for years in Queens. Yeah. Awesome, awesome stuff that, you know, things like, um, you know, are we, are we resting? Um, you know, the Bible says that God, the seventh day he rested, not because he was tired, but because he was done. You know, he, he was done with the work. And, and, uh, and especially where we live, it's such a fast paced uh, culture. And if we stop and rest, it's almost like we feel guilty that we're, we're not doing anything productive. And so um, all of these things affect our emotional uh, intelligence, our emotional IQ, which is what it's being called now. And, and we have to be aware of that. What does that look like? And how do we measure that? And how do we you know, move forward with uh, doing the right things so that it's, it's healthy for us?
1: Yeah. You know, it, it's interesting because when you brought up the current situation, that Um, how emotionally difficult this is for a lot of people who maybe historically wouldn't even have said that they have struggled uh, with emotional well-being, but it's, you know, maybe not even able to articulate what exactly is going on in their mind uh, and heart with this. But there seems to be, you know, the reason why Steve and I saw this as a topic we wanted to talk about even before a global pandemic hit, but certainly now kind of put it up in the queue because, it's so relevant, um, and and yet at the same time, it's it seems to me that people are much less um, comfortable admitting struggle in this arena, you know, e- even something as simple as um, for every prayer request I would get, or we get, you know, on Sundays, and we meet, and we gather, and people are filling out cards or connection cards. Um, the amount of requests for physical illness for healing, you know, it's constant. It's our, you know, by far, it, you know, for people, for themselves, for family members. Uh, but it seems rare that somebody would talk about um, some form of either mental illness or emotional struggle. And so, why has this been stigmatized? Why do you think it is so hard for somebody to ask for help in this area compared to um, prayer or help for physical illness?
2: well in the, in the context of the church um historically I, I think of two things i think of misinformation and misapplication so misinformation what i what i mean by that is uh historically we've been told or or we've heard of scenarios where you know it's a stigma um mental health or our mental illness is is connected historically with some spiritual you know, oppression um, yeah. uh, or uh, demonization um, or a, a sin that is, you know, uh, covered or something very negative. And uh, the misapplication is that all mental illness is, is, is of a spiritual uh, nature, which is partially true. Right. And I'll explain myself. Obviously, um, humanity is fallen. Right. Yeah and sin was introduced, and, and sin is the root of all negativity. Yeah. Now, when someone has a, a mental uh, illness or has been diagnosed with uh, a mental illness, it, it doesn't mean that they have some sin that's, you know, not confessed, or it doesn't necessarily mean that they have spiritual oppression or some demon possession. We do have examples of that in the Bible where Jesus did Um, heal people that had those uh, situations. But I think the misinformation and the misapplication of it uh, gives the stigma and people don't want to be associated with that. In other words, they don't want to take the risk for people to think any of those things. Mm -hmm. And it's unfortunate because a lot of uh, people go misdiagnosed because they're afraid of what people think. And um, I'll tell you guys, the older I get, the less I'm concerned about, you know, what people think, because
1: yeah.
2: I, I have to I have to be healthy. I have to yeah. maximize this life. You know, we only get one life, and we have family that love us that we love, and we wanna we wanna be able to enjoy those relationships that God has given us as gifts. And we can't do that to the to the best of our ability if we're not, you know, holistically uh, balanced and healthy. And so I think a lot of stigma around it you know, terms like crazy and loony and psycho and, mm-hmm. you know, these words that that hurt people and people don't want to be associated with these terms.
0: I think the holistic aspect of it also uh, really shows that it's not a, I mean, I think that you're implying this. It's not really a tiered system. Like, okay, if I'm emotionally unhealthy or I'm feeling negative feelings or I'm feeling stressed that 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 must mean, since it's a low, you know, so if you if you're thinking in a tiered system, okay, well, I must not be spiritual enough to overcome my emotional negative feelings. Yeah. So I don't want to tell anybody that I'm worried because the Bible says I shouldn't be worried, or I'm right. scared because I shouldn't be afraid. And if I'm not if I'm if I'm afraid, that means like I'm not spiritual enough to overcome the emotional part of me. But I feel like what you're saying with the holistic is that these three things are maybe uh, i guess equal is not really the best word because it's like they are all intertwined
2: perhaps you can't separate them yeah you 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 just can't separate them i I think of and i and i like the that you put it in a tier format because that's exactly how a lot of people may think and it's nothing is further from the truth i think of people in the bible like king david who struggled um with depression you know, Psalm thirty-eight, four. He says this heavy burden. Um, another psalm he writes. He says that the pain that he was feeling was in his bones. Mm. Um, and we we know of uh, scientific uh, evidence that depression physically hurts. There's a pain connected to it. Um, Job. Job says in Job three, verse twenty-six, that there's there's he has no place of rest. So this is this constant, you know, constant. Um, pain that he felt Elijah after the, one of the biggest miracles he did or he was a part of with seeing fire uh, come down from, from heaven and consume the altar that he had prepared before all of the the prophets of Baal in, in 1 Kings 19 he, after that he receives a, a, a text message from Queen Jezebel I'm going to cut your head off and he goes and hides in a cave and he's depressed and he prays that he wants to die he yeah. he literally prayed to god first king 19:4 that he wants to die and then we have jonah who you know wants to run from the the call uh, uh, that god had over his life and um he also decides wants to die i mean these are real issues and these are spiritual giants if you will of the bible that are are examples of people that are just like you and me we we have Things that we struggle with, and it may not all be mental, it may not all be emotional, but we all have something, you know, that we struggle with, and we have to just. I think the sooner that we um, admit it to ourselves, and also accept the help that we need um, by God's grace, I think the better we are for for not only ourselves but everyone that's around us that we can love and that love us.
1: Yeah. I, 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 I really like the word you use, the misapplication um even just dwelling on that because it's really a misapplication of the gospel where we a lot of times think and I think we can all fall into this trap where we think well I'm I'm saved God has he, you know healed me from sin and so I shouldn't struggle you know it's this kind of surprise by suffering or or that if I'm struggling it must just purely be there's something wrong with me um and a, a, as opposed to Walking in the reality that, you know, the the kind of already not yet, you know, that that God has already conquered sin and and yet he has not yet, you know, consummated or, you know, we've not yet been glorified. And that's just a that in between can be a really kind of confusing path for people and and which leads to shame, you know, and I think shame is the kind of disintegration of our faith and our confidence and um, can be very much the reason why we're not willing to be open about that um but again we would never apply that to physical illness a lot of times we're not ashamed you know of physical illness we think that's reality of life but we're not willing to concede to a lot of times the reality of you know the emotional um sickness that we might experience too
2: yeah and and i think um there's a word that that we used here uh, you know in our english language that uh, we use it particularly for illnesses which is disease mm-hmm. but when the bible uses it both in hebrew and in greek it's actually uh, referring to those things that uh, don't allow our 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 lives to be lived in a maximum way it's this mm-hmm. ease you know it doesn't allow the ease of our lives to be fulfilled and um king david says it in in, in psalm i think it was psalm 34 he says or I'm sorry Psalm 103 he says he heals me from all of my diseases mm-hmm. you know from what I I've read from historical you know background I don't remember reading of any sickness that king david had so he's clearly referring to other aspects of his whole life that's interesting that he was not at ease there were mm-hmm. things that were impeding uh, his his uh holistic, you know, health, that he would always go back to the promise of God to say he has healed me of all my diseases. And and so yeah, misapplication, a lot of things, because we, you know, it'll, it'll justify our ideology, right, of what we think mental illness should be or look like. And that's not how scripture was meant for us to be used. You know, it's meant, it it, it first of all, it interprets itself, right? And mm-hmm. it's there to help us, to help us grow, to help us uh, live a disciplined life. And I mean, I can go on and on because there's so much to talk about in this topic. But yeah, there's, disease is not be at ease. That's really what it means.
0: Mm-hmm. So I think it's great that we've established. Um, I, I'm so encouraged that you brought so many biblical references like rapid fire, because it's just, I think it's even new for me to hear the you know the the emotional needs of our souls just come out of the pages of scripture, probably because of what you said, um, not because it isn't you know preached in our church don't like that, Aaron. But um, but that <laughs> like the 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 culture or the trend for so long has really not been to highlight that or to focus yeah. on that. So that's really cool. Um, and so I guess the next question would be if we've established that it's a thing that should be dealt with, um, how do we how do we approach handling, um, anxiety, depression, um, illnesses, um, uh, mental d- diseases like that? Um,
2: so the church. Um, are, are you asking first from an individual perspective or as a church?
0: Hmm. Well, I guess we could start with, um, maybe individually, you yeah. know, to start with that because we do want to know that too. <laughs> Both those questions are really great. But yeah. I guess we'll start with the individual. Yeah, like um, kind of like, yeah, how do you go about maybe, I don't know if self-diagnosis is the right word, but maybe like assessing, like a self-assessment on that. And then um, like how do you know where the threshold is between I'm anxious about something and I need help with this. Yeah.
2: So I'm going to try to answer this. Um, in a way to give you kind of like a journey as to for it to make sense. So, and and the first answer I'm going to give you is probably going to surprise you or or sound funny. But I think the very first thing to do is to get some blood work, Mm. believe it or not. You got to know how your body's working. You got to know what your body is telling you. Our bodies are amazing gifts from God and the way God designed our bodies, he designed them just the way he is. He's an orderly God. He's a systems God. And our bodies are designed in systems. And so sometimes there could be something as simple as uh, uh, something, some part of us, our system that's off, that needs uh, alignment and needs an increase of this or a decrease of that. And we won't know that unless we have good uh, blood work, good physical um, assessment, because obviously our physical well-being is totally connected to our mental and emotional well-being mm. and, and spiritual. Yeah. So we, we, wow. we have to know what is our body telling us? That's, I think that's number one. Number two, um, I think there's always somebody close enough to us. If we're married, it's our spouse. If we're not, it could be a parent that's, that we're close to that you know, we can trust that will tell us what's wrong with you. <laughs> uh, something's off, you know, like what's wrong with you? And that's, that could be an indicator. I mean, if it's a healthy relationship, that could be a really big indicator that we need to reflect and see, okay, what's, what's off or what may be off. And then thirdly, I, I think we have to analyze what is, it, what is it that we're putting in our bodies, uh, both physically and also um, auditorily, like what are we hearing? Yeah. Um, that may be um, toxic to us in our in our thinking, because um, our mental health has a lot to do with how we think. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not the only thing, but it is a big part of what makes up uh, some of the the issues that we may be faced. For example, it has been proven uh, neuroscientifically that our our brain um, is wired in a way where we actually create real estate space in our brains so in a spiritual way and both in a physical way when we start think, because our thoughts are in the spirit right we can't take our thoughts and put them in our pockets even though the bible says that we need to take every thought captive right <laughs> we don't do it physically we do it in the spiritual right. way but also it it has a physical um imprint in our brain and it starts to develop our brain and how uh, healthy that looks depends on what we're actually thinking. And what we're thinking actually depends on what we're listening to and what the things that we're seeing, the things that we're being exposed to, right, are all of our senses. And so that's important. Um, And also the things that we eat. Um, I'm a vegetarian. Um, I don't announce it just to be part of the fad, but I I think I say that because I'm intentional about what I put in my body. I'm intentional about trying not to have harmful toxins in my body that will will affect my physical well-being, my spiritual well-being, and also my mental uh, well-being, because all of that matters. All of that is connected. So there's many steps that you can do individually to kind of get a good, clear picture as to what can potentially be off you know, if I can say it like that.
1: Yeah, that's it's, uh I think interesting how you tied that together. Even how you started that, if if you know the causes and the underlying reasons are all connected—physical, emotional, spiritual—then you kind of need to, in terms of addressing it, see see it from all those kind of angles as well. And uh, you know, I I know I because I both. Pastorally, and you know, just as a Christian, I think oftentimes we are so quick to want to find the one surefire answer, you know, the one silver bullet. If you you just do this, and this will flip the switch, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, can be so quick to like rush to wanting to find a simple answer. When I think, uh, you know, especially for something like mental illness, it's never that simple. It, it probably is a more holistic, you know, um, contribution from a whole, you know, bunch of yeah. areas. Um, when would you recommend somebody, you know, being um, both that you have experience on the pastoral side and on the counseling side, what what would be, you know, for lack of a better word, a threshold where you would recommend somebody to see a counselor? At, at what point in the journey is that, you, you think, a a wise step to look into and not be ashamed of? Um,
2: so I I think people always know that they they need help. So it goes beyond just knowing because people know, people know, I need help. I need help. And they'll, they'll tell themselves I need help. And what doesn't allow them to take that step forward is shame. As you said, Aaron, before is shame, sometimes guilt. Um, sometimes there is underlying issues that have, that are related to sin and they don't want you know people to know. They don't want people to know some of their secrets perhaps that has been a part of their mental illness. And all of that, um, you know, you have to bypass that by kind of being selfish in a way and saying, not only do I know I need help, I'm going to get help. Mm-hmm. And the moment that, cause I would, I would only counsel people that want help. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, right. that's right. the way it works. Right. Um, Jesus didn't go knocking on people's doors. You know, it's interesting because the, the scripture mm-hmm. that says, you know, um, I stand at the door and knock, um, if we open, he enters because the doorknob is on the inside. So he he doesn't open the door and come in and say, Hey, I'm here. I'm Jesus. I'm here to heal you. It doesn't work that way. We have to be the ones that open the door to him so that he can come in because we're inviting him in. So we have to be able to, um, and, and I'll, I'll say this, you know, very frank, we're from Jersey. So that's how yeah. we talk, right? Get over yourself. Get, yeah, get over good. yourself and Get the help you need, I need help, and i 'm going to get the help and there is there is resources there are resources out there for you to get the help and I recommend a Christian counselor that has the clinical background and the biblical um, you know uh, centerpiece to use for the journey now there are there are instances where you know um, a medical professional has to be involved in terms of. You know, medication and things like sure. of that nature, which is another stigma. But uh, I sometimes it's important because our bodies, as I said before, our systems and part of our systems uh, are made up of chemicals. And yep. so, why do you think we become so addicted to things? Because we have things in us that we secrete. Our brain secretes things like serotonin, oxytocin, um, you know, endorphins. All of these chemicals are. Feel good chemicals that mm-hmm. God created and put inside yeah. of us, and we um, sometimes have things that we don't do in terms of lack of discipline or lack of rest or overworked or stressed or trauma so many things, and those things don't get secreted the way they should, and so we need to replace them and until we get a balance, then we can start working on you know the root issues so we have to come to the place where if Either we're being told by people that love us that we need help, or we know we come to that place where we know prayer is not working. Did mm-hmm. I did I say that as a pastor?
1: Yeah, yeah. I
2: think I heard prayer,
1: that. Prayer is not working. We'll keep it in. We'll keep it in.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, when Paul says, be anxious for nothing. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Paul. Right. Easier <laughs> said than done, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So when those things, when we read the Bible and, and, and people tell, well, just pray, just read the Bible. And we feel that that's right. not really doing it. Then we have to feel comfortable to say, I need, I need a professional. Yeah. And I, I think that's the best thing that we can do. Yeah, yeah.
0: So I, I can affirm that experience. Cause that was, you kind of described what I, I went through to go to counseling myself. So, okay. um, and it was not, not to make it about me or anything, but, just to just to struggle with anxiety to get to a point where you're where it's like exactly like i'm praying reading the bible but like i'm hitting this point every day where like this is interrupting my life in ways it wasn't interrupting before and um yeah definitely it was great to have confirmation from other people and the feeling within yourself and to just go and cross the threshold and do it it's um yeah it's definitely, awesome. yeah, yeah, I, yeah, it's really cool how you explain that, uh, that way. Cause so I was like, yeah, that's kind of what it was yeah, like. I hope, I yeah. hope it makes sense. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Steve, do you, do you feel like, would you even say that that almost getting to that point was almost freeing for you? Like, you know, that you were maybe that you kind of where that God used that as a means of grace to free you from, Oh yeah. Um, you know, that, that, that fear or that stigma that, that was kind of a liberating time
0: yeah and I was just thinking about um explaining this before because it's still an ongoing journey really, but I feel like there hasn't been a deeper faith uh, a deeper time of my faith growing in my life because um, just being able to ask myself questions about you know what is my faith really in or if i'm if i'm if I'm using some of the tools that I've got like examining worry, one of them being like okay well let's let's think through the what ifs of what what you're really anxious about would happen you know going down that road and god being at the end of that road Mm -hmm. and then thinking okay so do you really believe that and then really examining your faith and leaning on god in a way that is more real than leaning on before which was not really like the greatest feeling in the beginning (laughs) you know um so i was looking for that quick fix like aaron was talking Mm -hmm. about you know i remember going and saying things like, "So, like, when am I done? When is this finished? <laughs> like, so I'm here. Like, mm-hmm. can you tell me what's wrong, and then I'll fix it, and then I'll just move on." Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's actually, um, yeah, it's been it's been a journey, but it's been a blessing for sure, for sure. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, so, good to hear. No, and thank you for explaining that, Juan, because that was like, really, really cool. Um, so that's yeah, that that that, and I, cause I was gonna say. Um, which I did say there is, there is a point where you kind of come where you kind of realize in, within yourself, um, this is getting in the way Yeah, before it wasn't, you know, so um, so now as a church, um, I guess we could start with um, we have, we have two questions here. Uh, how can everyday Christians and Christians and church members minister to one another in the realm of mental health? And then we have one about, Um, like pastors and church leaders so i know we're really interested in this topic so i guess i guess as a church um you know whether it's whether it's programming or whether it's um i don't know what 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 um advice would you have for the church body as a whole to minister to people in this holistic way
2: I think the first thing that comes to mind is is being more intentional about talking about it. Like you guys are doing right now, um just talking about it uh as another part of our life that uh is a reality that we face and have a a a really good balanced uh theological understanding of holistic uh ministry and what does that look like? You know, God uh sent Jesus Christ um physically and I think that mm-hmm. That it is important, you know, that Jesus uh, was an actual person, a human being um, who got tired, who had to sleep, who had to eat. Yeah. Um, actually, when he resurrected, that's the first thing he asked for, food, which is pretty, mm. pretty interesting. Um, so, you know, these are these are important things to, to as a church to know that um, we, we have to be comfortable in, in talking about the uncomfortable. And make it comfortable, you know we we have these issues with with the topic of sex, you know we as a church, for whatever reason, we have this oh, I don't want to talk about that, and you know, yeah, and so we have to kind of get over that um feeling because we do a disservice to our people um, that God has called us to serve uh who he loves very much, and so that's number one, number two, I think we have to know what our lane is, and so if you know, if we know that we're not experts or we don't have uh, the resource that will provide the support and, and meet the need of the people, then we have to partner with people that do. And we have to be intentional about creating those relationships and those partnerships so that we can serve our people. That's a way of serving people where, like, for example, Aaron and I, we, we, we sit and we have lunch and we discuss, you know, things that uh, will help. Us serve people better. That's healthy. That's important. Um, yeah. And and because we spend those times together, then he can trust me. I can trust him. We get to know each other, and uh, we do God's work in in a beautiful way. So yeah. partnering and and knowing this is not my lane. Let me outsource. Let me refer to those that that do this well, and trusting that process. And I think also just uh, carrying out uh, one of my life's uh, verses is second corinthians 1 um, verse 3 and 4 where it says that you know th- that the god of comfort of all comfort would comfort us so that the same way he comforts us we can comfort others and i think um the church as a whole um has to grow in empathy um, yeah and, and and i say that i say that you know carefully i don't i don't want to come across as if it, you know um i know better or no I, I, but i I've traveled enough and I've been in in, in many pulpits uh, ac- across the world where I see, I see why? Because this work is hard work. This work sometimes is lonely work. Uh, this work, and when I say work, I mean um, counseling and, and and being on journeys with people. Sometimes it may seem like it's not even rewarding because people don't change or we don't see improvement. We don't see... You know, a, a person's growth—you know—go from here to there in this area, and specifically mental illness. Sometimes people struggle with mental illness all their life, and we never see a change or a specific growth, and it could be frustrating, right? And so, who wants to sign up for that? Hey, yeah. come struggle with me all of my life. <laughs> you know, people—people people don't want to sign up for that. They—they they want to see improvement, growth. The—the the, the the nice things uh as a as, as far as results and and so it's a lonely ministry at, at times and so we need to grow in in empathy and compassion and, and i think now with the pandemic that we're living through a lot of us are at the same level in terms of whether we know about our jobs or not whether yeah you know we have to file for unemployment or not you know before it was a select few percent. Now it's massive. And so yeah. those that were making six figures are now finding themselves at home with no job and not knowing what the future holds. And so it's like, now we, we have a better understanding of those that, you know, struggle and, and are less fortunate. And I think God sometimes allows that for us to, to have a more open heart, open mind, and be more em- empathetic towards our fellow human beings.
1: Yeah, and something you hit on before—it's—it's—it's it's, it's finding that balance of not, uh, in a sense, over spiritualizing of just saying, well, you know, you, you just need to grow in your faith more. You just need to um, pray more, read your Bible more, you know, but to walk alongside them, like you said, have that empathy, and and not swing that pendulum all the way to the other end where you remove. You know the Holy Spirit that you remove, like the work of Christ. Where all of a sudden you're giving them advice outside the gospel, but to see um, that kind of holistic approach of God uses a lot of means of grace, including counseling, including you know at times medication, including all these things, all to help us to fix our eyes through him that, you know, that yes, it's only through the gospel that we're going to find assurance, but he's going to find a lot of different inroads to connect us with that gospel and, and to be patient with one another, you know, to, uh, to get to that place.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm glad you summed it up that way because yeah, sometimes we, we, we go to the extremes and any extreme is, is so dangerous, you know, and, and when it comes to the Bible, um, when you when you take uh, the text out of context, what do you have left? A con. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm still in that.
1: By the way, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> it,
2: because and it happens. It's true. It happens too much. It happens yeah, too yeah. much and too often. So we just need to really love people, uh, journey with them, and uh, and have a have a balanced approach uh, to how we we guide them and know where our limits are, you know, and know, hey, that's not my, that's not my thing, but I know someone that can help you and, and encourage each other, love each other. And uh, in spite of, in spite of whatever the challenges are, you, you love and be there for your brother, your sister. And um, and this includes other topics that we, we don't find easy to talk about, you know, with so many different gender identities and so many things we can talk about. It still applies. We still yeah. have to love each other, um, Galatians six says that we should bear each other's burdens. Um, you know, there's so much Bible that we, we need to apply the way it was meant to, to be applied.
1: Yeah. That's awesome.
0: That's great. So if someone is listening, uh, as we're winding down here, if someone is, um, listening to this podcast and thinking like, okay, like I want to take some steps right now, but like I'm in quarantine and I can't go, I'll get my blood work done right now um like i know personally i know that there are places that will plenty of places that will offer um tele-counseling or video mm-hmm. conferencing um yeah. but um do you, uh, i guess one question could be do you know uh, or do you recommend anything maybe in our area since you're also hail from new jersey um that people could use as a resource even now it's kind of a hard question maybe but um,
2: well, I think you know. Is so with open. Well, you, you have to you have to work with what you have, right? And so right. Um, right now, I and even before the quarantine, I've always um, met with people on uh, on calls like this, video calls, where you know whether it's Zoom, Skype, uh, even FaceTime. You know, I work with a lot of athletes that travel all over, so a lot of times, you know, I'm catching them uh, either before a flight or at a hotel. And, um, and it's very, very effective because we can still, you know, look at each other and still right. hold each other or I can hold them accountable and we can still have a very effective conversation. Um, so video calls are, are really good. We're actually offering it. Um, the center that I work out of is called Life Focus Center. Okay. And um, we, we're offering, as a matter of fact, I was speaking to Pastor Aaron about this, that, you know, we're offering uh, free well, not free, but donation-driven um, sessions um, that we, we want to help people. We want to make sure that specifically through this pandemic that people don't feel like they're alone, that people don't feel like they're, they're, they have to figure things out on their own and they don't know what to do. And so even if it's just a, a, a place or platform to just kind of uh, get it out of their system and talk to someone that can really listen to them, we we are offering that specifically in the month of may um we want to we want people to have that outlet that's important um but even ongoing you know i do offer video calls um we're working on a specific place that we can meet once uh things are you know uh good to go in that sense wow. whenever that is and so uh you know my website will have all that information um but yeah, it, you don't need to get your blood work done necessarily. I think everybody right now is is in crisis mode, yeah. and so just reach out, reach out, um, and and let's let's talk about how to, how to best you know carry each other's burdens and and, and help each other out in, in this situation.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us. Um, what is your website again, where people
2: can check out more about you, Juan? My website is, uh, my name, Juan Garcia, enterprises.com. All right. And there's an inf- informational section you can fill out. Uh, I'll get the email and, you know, we can set up a, 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 time, a time to chat.
0: Nice. And you, had a, you, ever, you said you have a book on Amazon, The Man Struggle Cycle?
2: Yes, The Men Struggle Cycle. It's out in Amazon. You can purchase it. I think it's a blessing. It's not just for men. Women can read it too. My wife loves it. Nice. Um, and as, as a matter of fact, I'm working on my second book now. Um, and so oh, cool. just to give you a a kind of teaser, it's titled "I Said to Myself." Nice. Mm. Talk about mental health. Yeah. That yeah. is going to be very helpful because a lot of what we tell ourselves, false beliefs, drives a lot of the issues that we deal with. So excited about that.
1: Yeah. All right, Juan. I got one last question. That's the most important one. Um. Is it we sports related? Wait, wait. Is yeah, a sports? yeah just, oh, Okay, I'll just, I, I, I'll I, just chill I, I, for a second.
0: Sorry, right. you waited to the end. This, I appreciate that. Yeah, the,
1: uh, <laughs> This Jordan documentary, I, I gotta imagine Michael you Jordan in, in the, uh, in the Jordan versus LeBron debate. It's, it's probably never been a question no. in your mind, right? Of, of who's, who's the goat?
2: There's no debate. No. No.
1: I feel like even for me, like, so I'm in the in-between generation where I, I knew it was Jordan, but I was empathetic to listen to the LeBron, you know, supporters. Yep. I'd hear them out. I would, yeah. But um, I think by episode four, I think it was a done deal. It's not even, you know, I don't <laughs> think they're, I think they're just licking their wounds now. It's just not even the question, right?
2: Clear as day. Clear as day. You know, uh, I love the famous quote ending episode seven. I don't have a gambling problem. I have a competitive problem. Yeah and you can't teach that. So yep.
1: that'll be our next, that's our, will be our next podcast. We have you on for to talk about. Awesome. That, you know,
2: we'll, Let's go. Through. Let's do it. But,
1: no, thanks for joining us, brother. That was awesome.
2: My pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: Sorry. I was still on mute from that sports conversation. Are you guys, you guys good? Okay. Sorry. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Juan, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. That was fantastic. I, we would love to have you on again. Um, but, uh, Thanks so much for coming. This is a huge blessing. So thanks so much.
2: Thank you. It's going to roll us guys. out.
0: You've been listening to Grace Extended, a podcast of Grace Church in Ridgewood, New Jersey. You can uh, hit subscribe so you get all of our new episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts. To find out more about Grace Church, go to gracechurchnj.net. You can send us an email at gracenjpodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We'd love to hear if you have any topics uh, that we'd like to talk about or any questions. Uh, We will have all of the links we talked about to Juan Garcia's website uh, in the description with this podcast. You can get all that stuff there. We will be back next week and we look forward to seeing you then.